From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, it's uh, four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. On Monday night, New Year's night here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you're listening to the Steve Malzberg Show or watching it. And Happy New Year. And I don't know, do I look older? <laughs> yeah, I left you about 48 hours or so ago. Uh, or maybe 72 hours and it was it was a year earlier and so it's been uh, you know now it's 2024 um wow 2024 and as i left off on the show the last show of the year uh, a few days ago on my friday night uh, we are headed for unprecedented times when it comes to the u.s political scene if you think it's been crazy up until now just wait because uh, Donald Trump and his trials and the court cases and on the ballot, off the ballot and everything that's going on. Biden, will he be the candidate? Will he not be the candidate? Um, it's it's going to be crazy between now and the first uh, Tuesday in November, which will be here before you know it, as you as you well know. You know, today feels to me, you know, because today being Monday, New Year's Day still, all day felt like a Sunday. Um, and New Year's Eve, of course, which was a Sunday night for me, felt like a Saturday. It's just, it's so hard wrapping your head, but it's over. You know, the holiday season, I mean, you could still, we should all keep the spirit, uh, as we talked about a little bit with a guest uh, last, I think, Thursday night, Eastern time, with, uh, with a, uh, a doctor who, uh, the psychologist about New Year's resolutions and holiday spirit and all that. We should always keep the holiday spirit. If we could, we know we won't, but you know, it's back now, focus, focus on, uh, on work and whatever it is you do. And, uh, you know, and uh, celebrate uh, holidays as they come along and birthdays, et cetera, God willing. And let's make it a good, healthy, happy, productive year uh, for, for everyone out there within the sound of my voice and beyond. Okay, so so I'm doing a bunch of things and I'm watching um, uh, Ryan Seacrest. You know, I'm switching around, channel hopping, got some people over, blah, 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 blah. And Ryan Seacrest on ABC on whatever they call it they, they the show is named after the late dick clark of course who hosted new year's rock and eve on abc for decades and decades he passed away of course had a stroke was never the same uh, made an appearance here and there on, on the new year's eve show after the stroke and then ryan seacrest uh, took over you know fully and so he interviewed um he interviewed he was in new york ryan seacrest times square and he interviewed the bidens no not hunter no not the daughter that uh, joe used to shower with reportedly no no not them <laughs> uh he interviewed the president of the united states and of course the good doctor dr jill yeah that that dr jill anyway so i want you to just hear i didn't know that it was customary that on New Year's Eve, you play softball with the President of the United States and the First Lady. Now, I don't expect questions on Ukraine and Israel and the economy. I don't expect that. You know, I understand it's New Year's Eve and I know you gotta be light, but, but 
so light that it wasn't even a softball. It was like a beach ball, that light. You know, it was like a feather, a, a ball made out of feathers, that light. Yeah, it was kind of sort of. And um, thanks to Ben, who accommodated me, I got these uh, these Biden cuts to him a little later. But we got him because Ben always comes through for me. Um, much appreciated, by the way. And here is cut number 15. We're so honored that joining us right now are two very special guests, President Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden. It's nice to see you once again. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Ryan. Happy New Year. Thanks for having us. Uh, Mr. President, before we start here about the new year, I'm curious, what sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. I've eaten pasta, which I love, yeah. eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream, chocolate chip ice cream. It's good to know that you're eating like the rest of us here across the country. And ice cream. Why didn't she say it in Spanish? You know, you could buy ice cream in the bodegas. Bodegas. <laughs> you know, they sell them in, 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 in little pints. You know, you could get haagen in the bogada. Uh, anyway, hey, you know, God bless him. He's got good taste in food. He's eating uh, the, the chicken parmesan, Italian spaghetti, whatever they put in front of him, he's eating. Now, I had just read somewhere where he is going to try to eat a lot more fish um, and cut back on some of the other foods. I don't know, health reasons, whatever. Uh, he didn't mention fish in there. I don't think there's uh, salmon parmesan. There could be. I never heard of it. Maybe it exists. Nonetheless, uh, Mr. President, we know you got a lot. What kind of foods have you been eating? And don't forget the ice cream, chocolate chip. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, here's Scott <laughs> J16. As you look back and reflect on 2023, what sort of, of memories, highlights stand out for you? Well, one of the big highlights stands out for me is my dad used to have an expression. He'd say, Joey, your job's about a lot more than the paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. So many people through the Midwest and, and in the center of the country their, their factors are shipped overseas the last couple times out, and, and they were losing hope and faith. So we brought a lot of jobs back to the United States. People are in a position to be able to make a living now, and uh, they've created a lot of jobs, over 14 million. And uh, I guess when I'm, I, I just feel good that the American people got up. They've been through a rough time with pandemic, but now we're coming back. They're back. And I'm glad he phrased it that way, first of all, First of all, that my father said, Joey, your job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about self-esteem. You know how many times? Do you know how many? If I had a buck for every time I heard that, seriously, he repeats it constantly. You know, all right, maybe he's dead. And we have no way of knowing if that story's true. You know, we have no way of knowing that. Um, we're pretty sure the story about his father driving him to school and they see two guys kissing and his father said joey they're in love but from where he described that he was geographically non-compatible with where his school was at the time so that story was made up and whatever and he claims that's what 
showed him the light on gays and gay relationships, yet he voted against those kinds of things and spoke out against gay marriage many times as a senator. So I guess it didn't make that good of an impression on him. Okay, I, I digress. I digress. So anyway, so that's the story. And I'm glad he phrased it. They're back. They're coming back. Yes, these are jobs. And he brought up the pandemic, as I've said all along. And we hope to have Stephen Moore, the great Stephen Moore, on with us uh, two, two, two nights hence on my Wednesday night, Eastern time at 9 p.m. These are jobs that went away during the pandemic. So when Joe Biden touts, as he did not do there, the number of jobs, how many millions of jobs he's created, he didn't create them. They went away because of the pandemic and they've come back. So when he says that people suffered because of the pandemic, the jobs went away. Now they're back. They're coming back. Yeah, they're coming back. Has nothing to do with what Joe Biden did. Has nothing to do with Bidenomics. In fact, Bidenomics is a mess. (laughs) So I'm so glad he phrased it that way. But of course, I don't think many Republicans heard it. And if they did, they're not going to say what I'm saying because they don't know how to campaign. They don't know how to give the issues, uh, get, them across, get the issues across to the public. And I've said that a million times, and I'll keep saying it because it's so true. Okay, we got one more. And this one is going to go to the doctor. The doctor say, open up and say, ah. Not that kind of doctor. But if she was, that's how she'd say it. Here's got 17. Well, we've got a million plus people here in Times Square and so many eyes on the big ball for the big moment tonight as we get ready for 2024. Uh What are your hopes for the new year for both of you? Well, my hope is that everybody has a healthy, happy and safe new year. But beyond that, I hope that they understand that we're in a better position than any country in the world to lead the world. And we're coming back and it's about time. Dr. Biden, your hopes for America. Well, you know, I think it's what I would always tell my students. Be positive, be optimistic, and be kind to one another. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Enjoy two scoops of ice cream tonight, both of you. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you soon. (laughs) All right. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) They sound like munchkins in The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Two scoops of ice cream. You're trying to kill Biden? Yeah. Yeah. What he should be eating is chocolate chip, low fat yogurt, you know, which again comes back to Seinfeld. Of course, that episode, the yogurt was non-fat and it turned out to be fat. And by the way, well, well, first of all, please, like she used to tell her students. (laughs) Anyway, that's the Bidens. That's that what you just watched softball being played on New Year's Eve by Ryan Seacrest and the, the president and the first lady. And again, you expect a lighthearted interview, but wow. Um, and this this is what always bothered me on the side. I have a lot that bothers me on the Seinfeld episodes when it comes to consistency. Um, one one in particular, when, when they're talking about, um, you know, they're all in this restaurant, restaurant in this low fat non-fat yogurt shop that just opened up okay all over new york city non-fat yogurt shops opened up long story with the the mayoral election back in the early 90s and rudy giuliani beat david dinkins but that's a sidebar but this is what bothers me they think they're not going to gain weight they're all eating the yogurt 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 eating eating one after the other after the other they keep ordering more that's non-fat uh sugar it's got to have sugar in it, right? Nonfat is one thing. 
but it's got to have sugar. And then when they gain weight, they're also shocked, but it's non-fat. Well, duh. But of course, as it turned out in the show, there was fat in it because they did an analysis of the yogurt long story. But, you know, I, I don't understand how you have a show like that. I mean, sugar, sugar, There's, the non-fat yogurt can have sugar and other things that would make you gain weight if you eat it obsessively. Right? Right. Okay. On to CNN. Boy, was I looking forward to CNN year after year for years. That's three years in one sentence. Year after year for years. The New Year's Eve show on CNN has provided so much fodder for people like me to present to my listeners or viewers because of the drinking, quite frankly, the drinking over the years to the point where I think it was last year, the management that was in charge of CNN said, no more drinking. And now apparently that's gone out the window, but it wasn't that bad. The worst, the best uh, person to show you and let you hear from on New Year's Eve on CNN for years until he got fired. So he wasn't there this year has been Don Lemon. Don Lemon would would drink and make a fool of himself and others would drink and say stupid things and do stupid things. So here's what we came up with. Uh, here's what the, uh, the the people who uh, who you know put this out there uh, came up with. Um, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohn, uh, two gay men for what it's worth, and they talk about it all the time and they talk about their children and their partners and all that. So they were hosting and at the top of every every hour, they took a drink. Anderson Cooper hates it. Andy Cohn loves it. So just let me show you a little bit of what it was like. Um, here is, uh, I think this was the top of the first hour. So this would have been at near the beginning of the show. Uh, they, they were on for four hours, I think. So anyway, eight o'clock Eastern time, I believe. Or uh, Here is uh, cut number J01. It's a night of traditions, of course. And um, yeah, we're excited. We're ex yeah. Speaking of traditions. Yeah. Um, it is, it's just, it's the top of the hour. Right, 8 o'clock, top right. of the hour. Yes, and so we've been here for seven years doing this. Right. Um, and for most of those years... Are you asking about alcohol? Well, at the top of the hour, we typically have a toast, and I feel that I'm hearing from a lot of people, and I guess I'm just wondering, does Daddy get his juice? <laughs> <laughs> like, Can Daddy get his juice responsibly? Of course. Always. Well, look. I, to be honest, I, I did not. I do not have. I did not bring anything. You didn't bring anything. No, I did not. No. Well, Anderson, this is why I'm a really good partner to you. I got it. I told you, Anderson has no use for the alcohol. Now, this was not a surprise. I mean, Andy Cohn didn't surprise Anderson that he had it. He knew. I'm sure he knew he had it. Um, so here we go. Uh, the obligatory, because like I said, company policy has been or was last year, and I think it was only for that year, because um, there's now new management and everything, that no more alcohol. But apparently that's not the case. So here's J-O-2. Okay. Okay. We're doing this. How did this tradition begin again? Just, you, I came and joined the show okay. and was like, we got to do shots. Okay. So here we go. So what is, so what are the rules here? The rules are... 
that we are going to do a toast at the top of every hour. Okay. You at home are hanging out with us, and we want to toast with you at the top of every hour with whatever you feel comfortable toasting with. Orange juice, whatever. This is a communal experience, all of us together. We realize we are just wallpaper on your television for the next five hours, and we're cool with that. But at the top, <laughs> we want you to lean in and say, we got to join with these Sweetie, with a jacket people. like that, it's hard to be wallpaper. All right. <laughs> Wow, you had nice things to say about it earlier. Well, no, I just... And it's, now... It's... He called them sweetie. Now, they're not together, okay? So for him to call them sweetie, I don't know, affectionate term, I guess. He did say their kids had a play date earlier on that day, earlier yesterday, Saturday, uh, Sunday Eastern time, which seemed like a Saturday. But anyway, so here we go. Here come, This is what you've been waiting for. I know, the big buildup, the big talk about the jacket interrupted the actual. So here it is, uh, cut uh, J03. The funny thing is, y'all need to know, Anderson really does not drink. I don't drink. And so I think, now Colbert made us do a shot uh, a couple weeks ago, but I think that this may be kind of the first tequila this you really had tequila. since two years ago. Two years ago, yeah, yes. that, is, that is true. Anderson, love you so much. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers everybody. To everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Here we go. Good, right? Okay. Woo, I feel loosened up already. <laughs> <laughs> and they did that at the top of every hour i assume i did not watch the top of every hour i must uh, i must confess i will say and this is my own observations if i heard it right and i'm sure i did uh there were a lot of references sexual innuendos um it's better left unsaid except there was one really weird thing really weird the, the, the two correspondents, the two hosts who took over after New Year's, after the strike of, you know, 12, they went home and it went to a different uh, location with uh, Sarah Seidner and another CNN uh, a female um, uh, reporter. I'm not all that familiar with her. And before they made the switch, they kind of promoted it with Anderson and, and Andy Cohn in one side of the screen and Sarah and and the other reporter on the other side. And they, Sarah Seidner said, and I'm paraphrasing, um, because I, I can't find it written anywhere. And I have, well, I'm not going to go. So anyway, what she said was, we have an announcement to make. You two aren't the only ones who are in love and together. I'm paraphrasing. We are too. We're together. And I'm like, whoa! And that and 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 then Andy Cohn says, "We're not together. <laughs> We're not together." But so I don't know. I haven't. I thought that would be huge all over mediaite, all over media research, all over newsbusters. I thought that would. Be, whoa! I don't see it. I, I I can't find it. I can't find a reference to it. But I saw it and I heard it. Now, I don't know for sure if it's serious or joking around, but it seems like a poor, poorly, you know, in poor taste if they're joking around. 
you know, first of all, you said they were together, Anderson and Andy Cohen, and they're not. And you're kind of mocking, if, if, if you're joking, you're mocking that they're both gay and you're implying that you are when you're not with her. I, they put very stupid and poor taste if it's not true. But I was convinced. So we'll have to keep an eye on that and see how that uh, progresses. And I'll reach out um, to some other people who, you know, monitor all that just for a living, uh, as, as, as I kind of do uh, it, uh, as well, and see what they came up with or what they, if they saw it or whatever. And they have to build the ability to play everything back and go to it and all that kind of stuff. But that struck me. That really struck me. Now, I want to take you back to a sample of what it was like. This was 2016, New Year's Eve 2016, about to become 2017, CNN in the good old days. Kathy Griffith was still there. She used to co-host with Anderson Cooper before she got fired and and uh, Andy Cohn took over. She got fired for various reasons. I think it was after she held up the the the, the cutoff head of Donald Trump in a in a post, you know, dripping with blood. I think that was the end of her there. She also did things like got down on her knees and faked a sex act on Anderson Cooper live on, you know, and would, she was all over the place, but they, they ate it up. They loved it. Uh, so here it is. Don Lemon, after a few drinks, I think he's in New Orleans with Brooke Baldwin, who's also not there anymore. Uh, he's going to get something pierced. And so the question is, should I get my ear? Should I get my nipple? Should I get this? Should I take off my shirt? And so Kathy Griffin interjects what she, she's asked what she believes. Just watch it. This is what it used to be like. This is cut uh, J04. No, Don. I love you, Kathy. No. I love you. You don't, you don't want to hear I mean, my other I love you, you too, but we really don't need to see what's no, about to no, happen here. No, no, Don. I love you, Don. No, right, right, no. Keep it close. All right, all Keep right. it close. All right. I love all you right. more, Don. So listen, since I promised, since I promised, thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Anderson. That was good. The decision no, is, Chris? I'm thinking ear or something more fun, but ear's cool. Okay. Here's cool. Let's do it. Hang on. Hang on. Tell him what we had to do first. We had to be in a sterile place. Can we, can we please not uh, give him shots, by the way? And then uh, everything's pre-sterilized, ready to go. So we're good. Okay, okay, I'm cutting you off after this one. Should I cut him off? Is this going to hurt? It's not going to hurt me. Oh, boy. She says, cut him off, no more. I mean, that was... That was that's how it used to be, man. And he'd sometimes get up on stage and walk around, and you could t- you could tell. In my view, according to what I would say, it was someone who was had had too 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 much to drink, okay. And it was year after year, and it wasn't just him. So very very different uh, subdued CNN, uh, although it went a little further than last year because they actually drank. Now one more for you. Uh, this is a group called Green Day. I don't have any use for them. And they have this song called American Idiot. And if you're familiar with them, see if you could pick up the change in one of the lyrics that they made when they sang that song last night. 
on New Year's Eve. And if you're not familiar with them, I'll point out to you what they changed it from and to. So here is uh, cut number J14. Okay, so maybe you noticed they changed the lyric from uh, Redneck Agenda to MAGA Agenda. Ooh, they're so cool. Ooh, they're, they, they just reek of coolness, don't they? <laughs> and cleverness. Oh, so very, very clever. How'd they ever think of that? All right, folks. Um, well, that's, uh, that's the New Year's Eve portion of, <laughs> in review uh, on the New Year's Eve, on the New Year's Day night show uh, here on TNT. I'm Steve Malsberg. We're coming back right here on TNT. Sometimes life can be overwhelming and suicide may seem like the only way to relieve the pain. Beyond Now is an evidence-based app created by Beyond Blue to help you cope when suicidal thoughts start to appear. You can use it to create an easy to follow plan that is personal to you and includes steps like Know your warning signs so you can act early. Make your environment safe by removing harmful items, activities you can do or people you can be with to distract yourself from suicidal thoughts. Reminders of things that make you feel strong. Some of these steps might be tough to fill out and that's okay. It can be helpful to make or share your safety plan with a trusted friend, family member or mental health professional. You might feel like you're alone but help is available. If you're worried you can't stay safe, use the red telephone icon to call your emergency contacts. Download the free Beyond Now app today to create your personal safety plan. From weather and traffic reports to news of political developments, we turn to journalists for the information we need to live our daily lives. Journalists around the world providing news that is essential for democracy, for personal freedom, and for safety and stability. Yet their ability to report freely and safely is under attack like never before. So many journalists are paying with their lives. They face exponential risks and they've already paid a heavy toll. Death threats, online harassment, and physical attacks are becoming a daily experience of journalists in all countries. We just want people to be safe, to be able to get our readers the information that they need to make informed decisions. They checked my phone and realized that it was Pegasus. I feel myself like I'm naked at the street. These charges were politicized from the start. Facts win, truth wins, justice wins. 
C'est énorme pour moi d'être là, d'être libre. Surtout que je ne m'y attendais pas du tout. Stand with a free press. Stand with journalists whose reporting won't be silenced. Press freedom is your freedom. play you some of what uh, what they put out because it's a year in review of 2023. This is the worst of 2023 from the Media Research Center. And this is the craziest analysis award. And this is the winning uh, entry, okay? We played it for you at the time. I remember doing that. This is a Don Lemon. And when he was, this is March 16th at CNN when he was still there. This is what kind of, I think, might have led to his downfall because he wasn't around much longer after this. And Nikki Haley had just talked about uh, taking a, a, uh, a cognitive test. Candidates should be made to take a cognitive test because a lot of them are too old. And Don Lemon said, well, she, she better watch what she said because she, she's, not, she's way past her prime. And that didn't sit well with uh, Poppy Harlow, one of the two female co-hosts of the show at the time. So sit back and let's enjoy uh, some of this conversation that won the MRC's uh, Worst of 2023 Craziest Analysis Award. These next two cuts um, are, are from there. And here is uh, cut number 308. Many Democrats say that he'll be running against his age in part until a Republican nominee is chosen. In fact, one central message in new Republican candidate Nikki Haley's campaign is that the U.S. needs younger leadership. In the America I see, the permanent politician will finally retire. We'll have term limits for Congress. And mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old. Elder statesman here. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you talk? Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime if you look it up. Okay. Open mouth, calmly insert foot. That, that, after that, man, he was, he was done. I mean, that might not have been, been the reason, but he wasn't there much longer. I'll tell you that much. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody say. Well, not really. I mean, there are plenty of dumb things. But Nikki, a, a woman is in her prime in her 20s and 30s. Prime for, like she said, prime for what? What does that mean? She's in her prime for what? Business success? Um, I don't know. You, 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 you could go down a list. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard him say. 
Okay. It just makes no sense. He stepped right in it, right in it. And Poppy Harlow wasn't having any of it. And here's cut 309. If you Google, when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily... 40s. Oh, I got another I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, well, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. you need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for, like, child-bearing? Or are you don't talking don't about the message. prime I'm just for being saying president. what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime. And they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google, know, Google or whatever it is. <laughs> Google it. Now, Poppy Harlow raised the good, the great point, which is what anybody would kind of think of for what childbirth. Duh, that has to be it. Right. 20s, 30s. Childbirth. I mean, a woman is past her prime when she's at it for 20s and 30s, period. Prime for what? It's, it's, it, shows, it shows, in my view, in my opinion, just how the lack of intelligence on the part of Don Lemon. It's like saying, oh, I don't know. I, I can't even think of anything. I forget the analogy. It, it, it stands for itself. It stands on its own. It's dumb, Okay. A woman's in a prime. Like, when is a man in his prime? For what? When does he earn the most? When does he? When is he uh, most? I don't know. Potent as a potential father. When he? When is he the the yeah, the, the healthy? I, I, there's all kinds of things. It's just ridiculous. And he didn't. He didn't back down. And here is uh, someone named uh, Audi Cornish. Um, Talking about this uh, also there, cut 310. To your point earlier, you know, the idea of prime that you would Google on the internet, that's about sexual and reproductive prime. That's not actually about like mental health and aging. And there has been so many advances. Well, those are my words. No, but I'm those just- Those are Nikki Haley's words. No, I, I'm, yeah, but to yeah. be clear, like you, you raised the question of that could somehow be a double-edged sword for her, that, you know, she could be out of her prime in some way. That's not how it works. I mean, people are really looking at folks who are in their 80s, upper tier, and who they are questioning every comment they make, every stumble, every stutter and pointing to that in the political wars as some sort of sign of something that's it, very different you have to have the, have to have the same saying, energy for that because there are people who feel offended by that and again i'm just and i think it's individual i don't think it's based yeah on but no one's going to look I at nikki haley individual. and say is she in her prime or not well I, I don't know i mean there may be some people who would say because again i don't think people would be saying that if she didn't bring it up it was her her yeah. words it was her words and no one would take when she's talking about politicians past their prime over 70 who need a cognitive test and relate it back to Nikki Haley, who's probably, what, 50 or something around there and say, oh, that means you. It, it just it, it, and he, he keeps the argument. Oh, those were her words. No, no, they were your words. Her words made sense. Yours are inane. And. That's where it went. Okay, so that was the, the winner of the uh, MRC's Craziest Analysis Award uh, for the worst of 2023. Now, because I know you've been asking, I know you've been thinking about it, I know you've been uh, uh, you know, shouting it out, and you think, I don't hear it, but I hear it. What about the view? What about the view? Where's the view been? Oh, I'm glad you asked.
because there's a whole category, several categories. This category from the MRC is the worst moments from the views conservatives conservatives you know what passes for a conservative on the view Alyssa farrah griffin anna navarro they're conservatives okay um and and Alyssa, and they both by the way both of them work for cnn as well where they're conservatives so that's the joke but uh so here we go um this clip starts with uh, the governor of new hampshire chris sununu and then they weigh in it's Alyssa farrah griffin who worked for trump it's cut three eleven every time republicans start talking about abortion we're losing so, what do you think? Well, I just love Chris Sununu. He gets it. There's just a lot of the Republican Party is leaning so far into, you know, wanting to place as many restrictions on abortion. But I said right after the Dobbs ruling came down, I'm Episcopalian. I'm personally pro-life, but I believe in some access and some limitations. But pro-life can't be a slogan. It can't be a hashtag on Twitter. If your goal is to have fewer abortions take place, then you need to come up aside, alongside the most vulnerable moms and give them support that they need. So that means, you know, investing in paid parental leave, access to contraceptives, more increased funding for foster care. You can't just talk about it and be like, oh, but we're not actually communicating what we expect you to do after we require you to have the child. So I think it's, it's a very welcome position to see some prominent Republicans trying to find a place in the middle, but it also is untenable to just say you're against abortions, but you're not going to support women in other ways. When, when, when have Republicans said we're not going to support women in other ways? This is, this is, again, the point of this is she's a conservative. She's a conservative. That's a liberal viewpoint. And Sununu's view on abortion is a liberal view on abortion. But the problem, as I said in many, many times with Republicans in abortion is they don't know how to explain the issue. They don't know how to explain. It's a choice between allowing states to decide and, 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 and favoring some restrictions compared to Kamala Harris, who's, by the way, is about to start a tour around the country telling everybody it's a woman's body. Nobody has a right to tell a woman what to do with her body, which means no restrictions. They won't say no restrictions. They'll deny no restrictions. But that's what it means. If you say that it's her body and she could do whatever the hell she wants, that's no restrictions. And that's what Republicans should be saying, because only 30 percent of Americans believe in no restrictions. But Harris and the Democrats believe in no restrictions. But anyway, that's uh, the abortion. Now, on Hunter and Joe Biden, um, let's go to uh, Alyssa Farrah Griffin again from the same category. Worst moments from conservatives on The View. Here is cut number 312. Here's my thing with Hunter Biden. I do think there's probably corruption. I do think he traded off of his name. But to my friends in the GOP, we can't make this our whole personality. Like we've got a guy, we've got a guy running for president who's likely to be the nominee, who's soon to be thrice indicted. How are you going to argue that the the actions of the president's son, who is not elected, he's not appointed to office, is somehow more important? I agree with Richard Hudson, uh, head of the National Republican Congressional Committee, who's like, talk about the economy, talk about border security, talk about jobs. This is not the focus 
focus that we need to be. There, there was an IRS whistleblower who came forward, a, a registered Democrat, a Democrat, who basically said that he at times raised flags about his, his taxes within the IRS and was basically swept aside. He did challenge David Weiss, who I would mention is a Trump-appointed um, prosecutor in this. There, there, is, there is something there worth investigating. I am for him being thoroughly investigated. Does not need to be in Congress. That is a waste of taxpayer dollars. Let the Department of Justice do it. I don't mind a special counsel either. As I got just dragged by the right wing yesterday for saying there is no reason to impeach Joe Biden. And I stand by those remarks. If someone can come forward and say, here is the evidence yes. that Joe Biden somehow profited off of Hunter Biden's misgivings, 100%. I have not seen that. And my advice to House Republicans is put up or shut up on this. Spoken like a true conservative. <laughs> All right, now let's go to Ana Navarro. Bob Menendez, chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, in trouble with the law again. Uh, this time for alleged uh, favors and promises and whatever to Egypt, okay, in return for all kinds of payments. And kickbacks and valuable things like money. Uh, so, of course, he denies it, I should say. Uh, but here's Ana Navarro. And somehow, because Menendez is, you know, Hispanic, and Navarro is Hispanic, she just can't help but root for him. Here's cut, uh, again, conservative. Here's cut number 313. Look, this one for me, no, this one for me is not easy. I have known Bob Melendez for yeah. almost 30 years. I have worked with him on many, many issues. There is not a, an important issue to the Latino community. There's not an important issue about freedom around the world, about freedom in Latin America that he has not been on the forefront of. He is the most senior Latino in Congress. He, is, he was the chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. I can tell you, I have worked with him time and time again brought many wealthy clients to him, brought many issues in front of him. Never has there been any hint of impropriety. Never has he hinted about a payback or anything like that. So I'm having a very hard time reconciling the evidence I saw shown on TV with the Bob Menendez I have known for almost 30 years. This is personally hard for me, but you know, I saw all the evidence. I get it. I'm, I'm shaken. I'm, I'm hoping against hope that there is some sort of logical explanation. Again, spoken like a true conservative. Understand, folks, and I know, I know you do. Not only can't you, I'm not saying them specifically, you can't believe things that you see on television when it comes to news, reports, analysis. And what you have here is what you have on all the leftist networks. If they do put on a, uh, uh, a, a Republican or a conservative, it's people like this. Like I said, Navarro and F Alyssa Farrah Griffin are Republican conservatives on The View. They're also Republican conservatives on CNN panels. It is what maybe Scott Jennings is, is one other, and I don't know, and I think there's one other one one more who are better than they are. Nonetheless, this is this is how it goes. They'll say, you know, they get these Republicans who denounce Trump, denounce the party, denounce, uh, you know, or if were a Republican and change to Democrat and use them as being representative of the Republican point of view. That satisfies their quota on the panel to have a left wing Republican on the panel so they could say, oh, we have a Republican. Just a joke. 
it's a joke and it's sad and it's scary and it's dangerous. So you have to understand what you're watching, who you're hearing and where it's coming from. That's always what I say. You're watching me, Steve Malsberg, coming from here. Uh, Rush Limbaugh used to say, well, no, as long as I'm here, it doesn't matter where here is, which was a very good point these days, technologically speaking. And we'll be back. One final segment left in the hour. One final segment left on the first show of the new year right here on TNT Radio. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. At first, like so many other women out there, I ignored my symptoms. A slight pressure on my chest, shortness of breath. I thought, I don't have time to be sick. I had a, a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries. Stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. I'm so grateful to the American Heart Association. Their research helped save my life. I can enjoy life with my children, my grandchildren, and my friends. Please, listen to your heart. The only reason I'm here today is because I did. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work at helpheart.org. I want to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. I need to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. Why can't I eat, eat, eat apples and bananas? Support the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks to help provide meals to those in need. Join us at feedingamerica.org. This is the Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, tomorrow, same time, same place, um, Wayne Lonstein, good friend of mine. We've had him on the show before. He uh, is the head of VFT Solutions, a Forbes contributor. Um, he's a, uh, an attorney and a judge. And the chief justice of the U.S. Supreme Court just put out a year-end review um, and he was talking about the threat that AI poses to the legal system and how it could affect the issue of reasonable doubt. Reasonable doubt is at the very heart, the very core of our legal system. Because if you find reasonable doubt in a criminal case, you have to, you're, you're told to acquit to vote not guilty. And it's a whole scary scenario presented by, by uh, Justice Roberts. And doctors say the same thing about medicine. We all think, oh, what a great breakthrough AI. They'll be the doctors, they'll be this, they'll be that. And, uh, but there's a lot of fears and worries about uh, an executive order that Joe Biden signed about AI as it relates to medicine. He signed it, I believe it was in October. Um, there's a lot going on with AI, I mean, on this show. Several months ago, we put on uh, a gentleman and and uh, he was talking about how, you know, AI could take over the world. He could it, it could do tremendous harm. So that's another wild card that we have to contend with as messed up as this world is and this country in particular, but the world and, and the threats that are out there, cyber and militarily and everything. And now there's the AI factor in there. AI when it comes to war, weapons, 
everything. So Wayne Lonstein will be here tomorrow and, uh, and uh, we'll discuss it all. So make sure you tune in and uh, check that out. All right. Media Research Center, a different award. The Views, this is from The Views, Six Craziest Conspiracy Theories. Now, I don't think I have all six. Nonetheless, I do have several. Um, remember the cocaine that was found at the White House? Well, the gals of The View, and again, we played this for you at the time, but the gals of The View, they had their own theories, like it was planted by the Republicans. Oh, but of course, here is uh, cut 314. People in those positions cannot be doing drugs. Our adversaries could exploit it. It's it's not a small deal. So I don't who think did it? Get to the so who did? That's the thing. It's like cocaine gate. We don't know who did this. I'm thinking maybe it's a tourist, a stupid tourist, a, a guest, somebody like that. And you've got to put your phone there. You've got to put your bags oh, there. <laughs> you got to you got to put stuff there. And so somebody just you know who they brings left, their yeah, cocaine to the way? They left their they left their stash. They let let's show. So well, is this listen, so is this more fodder for the Republican machine no conspiracy what, machine? No matter what the the answer would have been, they were always going to blame uh, Hunter Biden. As I said before, and I'm going to continue saying, we're going to see it for the next year. They are weaponizing Hunter Biden against his dad as an effective tool to get his dad to lose his cool and to get his dad to you know feel the heartache. They're going to weaponize Hunter Biden. It has nothing to do with Hunter Biden, but you can hear that said a hundred times. And people who want to believe it are yeah. still going to believe that. Well, okay. And there's people who might believe that it was planted for somebody mm -hmm. so that then they could advance the Hunter Biden narrative. Who knows? So bottom line when is, Alyssa there are no answers. <laughs> Oh, again, she, and she's a conservative. This was not the conservative award, but she's a conservative. And actually, that I was mis I misspoke. That was the winner of the uh, ten worst backbreaking um, uh, of the uh, six craziest conspiracy uh, theories. Okay, uh, that was the worst one of all, according to the Media Research Center. This is from the View's ten worst backbreaking contortions to defend Democrats in 2023. Here, the good ladies are speaking about Biden versus Trump. This is 315. Yeah. So, there's more chatter in the media about candidates' mental and physical decline. Axios is reporting that Biden's team is concerned he might fall again. The New Yorker cover has Biden and other leaders using walkers. And when it comes to you-know-who, there doesn't seem to be any concern about his decline. I hate that cover. Why do they have to put Nancy Pelosi in there? Nancy Pelosi, if you watch any of her interviews, she's as sharp as a tack, as they say. She makes sense. She, she keeps getting reelected by 80% of the constituency. Because yeah. it, goes with the, it goes with the mythology that these folks are too old to be doing what they're doing, which is a bit insulting to people who are over 70. Yeah. Who are... You know, who are actually doing their jobs and able to do it. And I keep asking, aside from, I've, well, you've fallen, I've fallen. But I, I fell when I was yeah. 20. I, mean, I always fell. I'm a yeah. klutz. You know. <laughs> I fell the other day in my kitchen. Joe Biden can fall down 55 times. That's not going to yeah. make me think he can't. He can't yeah, do the yeah, game. Right. Well, Pat, the question is this. Let's say Joe Biden, God forbid, dies in office. Is that, isn't that still okay for the country? The country will survive it. But if Trump wins, the country will not survive it. That's a fact. It's only if you see it. With but I guess wow.
<laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if you tell somebody about this stuff, it's it's uh, they're like, oh, really? Wow. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah, really. Sure. But to watch it and to hear it again and again, it's just, uh, they, they, you know, and they get away with it. Again, this is ABC News, Disney, and they don't care. You know, if Joe Biden dies in office, it's OK for the country. What? Because Kamala's there? <laughs> sure. A Venn diagram for everybody. Well, three. You need three, apparently. All right. Let's get this one in. Here they're talking about the uh, the shooting, the Nashville Covenant school shooting by the, the, the trans person. We still haven't seen the manifesto, although parts of it leaked out. Remember that shooting? She went into that Covenant school and shut up the place. Well, here, here, here are the gals talking about it. Cut 316. Today... I will introduce a resolution explicitly condemning this massacre as the hate crime that it is and calling upon this body to condemn hateful rhetoric that leads to violence. Okay, I mean, look, some people are using this as an excuse to demonize the transgender community. I mean, crazy stuff. You know, I have so many mentally ill people in my family um, they are more likely to be the victims of crime than be criminals. That is a fact, and it has been studied in this country for over 60 years. So I'm so sick of people conveniently saying this is a mental health issue, or you can't look at this issue do you not, do you without think, mental health. This is an AR-15 style weapon issue. was of sound mind? I don't think that is not the point. The point is, is if she did not have access to these weapons, those three nine-year-olds would be in school today. But she could have also had access to mental health. Right. It's always the weapon's fault, not the person who did it. I'm shocked that she has so many mentally ill people in her family. Who says that? Here's the next one. Same issue. 317. One guy say, well, you know, this is this is against the Christians. No, it's not against the Christians because you would have mentioned it when they went into the black church and you would have said this is an issue we should be thinking about. But yeah. you didn't. But so didn't. let's not do that. And, and and let's not that. make it. Let's not make it about transgender people. Let's not make it about anything but what it is. We have a problem with this gun and its accessibility in this country. And I don't want to hear one House Republican talk about mental health because 210 House Republicans voted against the American Rescue Plan, which provided $12 billion to address mental health needs arising from the pandemic. Well, here's how, wait, so I don't want to hear it. All right. It's not about trans people, not all trans people, but if it was a MAGA person with a Trump hat, it would be all Trump MAGA people. They're disgusting. Hey, folks, so good to be here in 2024. God willing, we'll do it again tomorrow, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, uh, I, I, I would imagine. And Jason Olborn is next, um, right here. Keep it where it is on TNT. Mm-hmm.